0: Day after day, it was the same thing. The same sea, the same net, the same boat. Day after day, it was wind, water, fish, sore muscles, and tired bodies. Day after day, it was cast the net, pull it in. Cast the net, pull it in. And if you were not casting the net, then you were sitting in a boat mending the net. Casting and mending. We may not fish for a living, however, we know about casting and mending nets. Days that all seem the same. Life is routine, lived on autopilot. Nothing changes. We don't expect much to happen. This is our life. We cast the nets, we mend the nets. Casting and mending to make a living, to feed our family, to pay the bills. Casting and mending to gain security and make it to retirement. Casting and mending to hold our family together, to raise our children. Casting and mending to gain the things we want. A house, a bigger house. A car, a more expensive car. Books, clothes, a vacation casting and mending to to earn a reputation to gain approval establish status casting and mending our way through another day of life the joys and the sorrows casting and mending the realities of life also the circumstances in which god comes to us I don't believe those would be disciples, Simon and Andrew, James and John, were looking for Jesus on that particular day. They were too busy with their nets. It was another day of of casting and mending. In fact, they probably would not have even noticed Jesus had he not spoken first, interrupting their casting and, and their mending. "'Follow me,' he said to them, an invitation, yet not simply an invitation to embark on a walking tour around Galilee, but an invitation to something new. And if those four unknown fishermen accept the invitation, their lives will forever be different. They will be different. They will no longer catch just fish, They will fish for people. I've always found that statement, I will make you fish for people, interesting. Odd. In that, I personally don't know much about fishing. And I don't care to. (laughs) So it always felt somewhat limiting to me. However, I think Jesus could have just as easily have passed by a group of carpenters that day and said, follow me and you will build the kingdom of heaven. Or to a group of farmers, follow me and you will grow God's people. Or to doctors, follow me and heal the brokenness of the world. To teachers, follow me and you will open minds and hearts to the presence of God. To parents, follow me and you will nurture new life. To you and to me, Follow me and be co-creators. The simple truth is, wherever your life is, however you spend your time, there, in your life, is Jesus' invitation to follow me. Follow me is a call to all people. To participate with God in God's work of creation work of change and growth, work of reorienting our lives in a new direction. In understanding and experiencing firsthand that your little story of life, based not on any precondition, matters. And your little story of life is connected to and part of a much larger story of life, God's life. Follow me. And so, as Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, Andrew, James, and John. He interrupts the reality of their lives, their casting and their mending, with an invitation. Mark records no discussion, no questions, no goodbyes. They simply left and followed him. I'm afraid if Mark were writing about me, When he gets to that part when Jesus says, Follow me, Mark would write, and immediately John began asking questions Where are we going? What will we do? How long will we be gone? What do I need to take? Where will we stay? I need to go home and get my dogs. Seriously, I'm faithful. However, I would have a lot of questions. And those dogs are non-negotiable. I don't care who, I don't care who you are, non-negotiable. <laughs> Hashtag for real. <laughs> However, Jesus does not offer any answers. He does not offer a map, an itinerary, or a destination. Only an invitation. You see, this is not the type of journey you can prepare for. It's it's not about planning and organizing. It's not about making lists or packing supplies. In fact, it's not that easy. If anything, this journey is about leaving things behind. I mean, listen to what Mark writes. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. They left their father Zebedee in the boat and followed him. The invitation, follow me, is not only an invitation to go forward, but it is also an invitation to leave behind. To leave behind our nets and our boats and all of our familiar relationships. Which I believe is the hard part for us. The truth is, we're pretty good at accumulating and clinging to what we know. But we're not so good at letting go. More often than not, okay, always, our spiritual growth involves some degree of letting go. Always. We never get anywhere new as long as we are unwilling to leave where we are. And we can only ever truly accept Jesus' invitation to follow, not by packing up, but by letting go. As many of you know, prior to Stone Village, uh, I served King Avenue Church for for nearly a decade. And King Avenue wasn't simply my, my church, it was my home. And the congregation, in many ways, my family. Um, And my identity and my purpose were woven into the the tapestry of King Avenue's life. Honestly, it was difficult for me to see beyond, to imagine life outside of of King Avenue. Life outside of the comfort, the safety net, the day-to-day life of casting and mending that I knew so well, that I did so well. And in truth, I would have been content to spend the rest of my life there. However, this crazy idea to build, a new ch- to build a new church, which chased me even in my sleep, persisted. And over time, I began to realize that in order to build this new church, it was going to require a letting go. A letting go of my identity. A letting go of all of those familiar, safe relationships. A letting go of my comfortable surroundings. Now, standing before you today, looking back over the last nearly seven years, I feel it worked out okay. But it wasn't an easy journey In fact, it was perhaps the hardest journey of my life. Every unknown step, almost always taken in the dark, felt like it could be the very last step. And there were moments when I yearned to go home. I yearned to go home to what I knew, to what was safe, to what was, to what was easy. I wanted to go back to casting those same nets, mending those same nets. But I didn't. I held the course. And I can say, standing before you today with sincerity, the journey to Stern Village, to you, to us, to this moment, has been worth every uncomfortable, every painful, every unknowable step. Because in the process of letting go, new life, new relationships, new community, new hope has been and continues to be born in and through us. And that's good news. That's gospel news. That's fantastic news. But it wouldn't be any news had there not been that beginning of letting go. We never get anywhere new as long as we're unwilling to leave where we are behind. We let go so our lives may be reoriented. We let go so we can travel a new road. We let go so we may receive the life of God anew. We let go so that transformation can begin. We let go because we have the faith that anything is possible. Follow me is both an invitation to and the promise of new life. And so I wonder, what are the nets that entangle you? What are the little boats that contain your life? What do you need to let go of to leave behind so that you might follow him? Thanks be to God. Amen.